Man, there's nothing greater but being in the house of the Lord and the presence of God. And I don't know about you, but this is just my life. It's just who I am. Uh, I'm a child of God. I'm a born, born blood-bought child of God. And I don't know nothing but him tonight. And I'm glad that I have the privilege that he reached down years ago and said, you know, I want him. And I listened to him that night. Didn't know him, but I listened anyhow. And I'm so thankful that God saved me and gave me a new life. And there's nothing better, man, than being in the presence of God and hearing these songs and, and just knowing that his eyes are watching us and he's he just, everything about him, he's just, been good to us. Ain't nothing, God ain't done nothing but good to me in my life. Amen. While I'm talking, if you would, turn your Bibles to the uh, chapter, uh, to the book of Romans. Uh, have you ever heard the old saying sometimes that, uh, and, and we're, we're, we're quick to do things, and I always, when I look for a book or something to read, and, and uh, I love books. I got all kinds of books, and uh, I got and all of them hopefully spiritual books, uh, but I always try to f find different men of different caliber, and, and I've always uh, enjoyed listening and, and uh, studying some of the writings that they write. And uh, have you ever heard the old saying that, you know, you can't so much judge a book by its cover, you know, and... Uh, and sometimes I think that, you know, we go through life sometimes and we, we judge certain things on, on what a person might look like or what they might uh, seem to be like. But sometimes we never find ourselves getting into a place that we really know somebody and know what their heartbeat is, you know. And sometimes we'd be surprised if we knew that person. They just could have the greatest heartbeat for God that you'd ever not think of, you know. And I thought, you know, <clears throat> I'm so glad that, you know, if you, I'm glad that when God seen me in my mama's womb that, and he's seen probably, if you want to look into the future, he probably seen what I would turn out to be and how I would be in my early years. And I'm sure glad that God didn't judge me in, in my life by just everything that I did wrong because I'd be in trouble today. But I'm so thankful that God looked at the heart and that God just began to do things in my life like that. And I'm so thankful that I serve a God. God looks through us sometimes through the eyes of mercy. And, you know, I try to get myself, in, you know, to a place where I can see what God sees and, and uh, feel what God feels for humanity. Uh, because, you know, I believe there's a world that's lost and dying that needs Jesus. And uh, I believe that we are probably one of the last, uh, not the last probably, but close to one of the last maybe generations that will ever be here and at this time and day and hour and age that we're living in to see the coming of the Lord. And Jesus said, work while it's day for the night cometh when no man shall work no more. But I believe sometimes that we, we put ourselves in places that we don't feel uh, uh, that we're qualified or that we're able to do that or that we've got too much baggage in our own life and the baggage that's in my life, how can I help somebody else if I'm carrying a bunch of baggage? Right? Well, Romans chapter 5, verse 6 
uh, let me read that down through eight. It says, for when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. <clears throat> for scarcely for the righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrated his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Aren't you glad that God died for you? Amen. I'm telling you, sin deserves death. Amen. But I'm thankful that God looked down to the portals of glory uh, some thousands of years back, you know, and he looked down and he said, one day I'm going to send my son and he's going to be the redeemer of mankind. And I'm thankful for that God that come, gave his life that I could have life. Romans 6 and 23 says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Aren't you glad you got eternal life tonight? Amen, I'm glad tonight. All have sinned, therefore the Bible talks about that we deserve to die because we sin. But Romans says in 3 and 23, for all have sinned and fell short of the glory of God. There's a promise of hope tonight in Christ. It's not I that lives, but it's Christ that lives within me. In Romans chapter 5 verse 6 it said, for when we were still without strength, in due time, Christ died for us. In Romans 5 and 7, for scarcely, for if the righteous man will one day die, yet perhaps, perhaps tonight. And just in Romans 5 and 8, it said, but God did stimulate, God, what is it? Demonstrated his love, his own love toward us that while we were yet still, sinning and messing around. God did for us what we could not do for ourselves. Did you hear me? I said God did for us what we could not do for ourselves. He paid the ultimate price. God did for us what no one else would ever do or would ever did. He gave his very own life. God saw what no one else saw or could see. He saw the potential in each and every one of us. He saw what we could become. He didn't look at what we was. He didn't look at the shape that we was in. But he looked at Mike Burton, just a young lad, was raised on the streets of St. Louis, run the streets at night, didn't care, just didn't know, just thought that was the way of life. But somehow God looked down through the portals of glory and he said, I see where he's at today. I see where his life is going. I see things that's messed up in his life. And at the age of 21, somehow God said, listen, I can change his life. And did you know that the old wretched man that I was, that somehow God changed me. Old things become a way and thawed out and all of a sudden, behold, all things become new to me. And I didn't even know it, but God made me a new creature tonight, church. Do you remember the day that you got saved and God rolled your burdens away? Do you remember when you got up from that altar or wherever it was at, there, there was a change in your life? You didn't have to tell nobody that was automatically there. Woo, I got up knowing that something touched me. I got up from that altar and said, oh, man, I don't know what happened, uh, but I know that something just changed in my world. Uh, the old heart that was full of lust, that was full of 
just decipher, just bad things, just begin to turn. And all of a sudden, I found myself having a love that I never knew before. Man, see, God changed us. God did for us what no one else could do. Church, sometimes we beat ourselves up every day. I've been serving God for some years now. At the age of 21, I gave my life to him. And, and you know, I've not always been the best Christian. I've not always lived the best life. I've not always done the right things. Uh, but I know what it's like to go before the Lord on your knees and pray and say, God, I've messed up today. I've sinned. Uh, and God, I've done wrong. I've done wrong. But I've also done those times and I felt the presence of God usher over me like there was a new wave of his glory that come over me and I knew that I was forgiven again. Sometimes people carry his baggage. They're afraid to let go and let God. We're too close to heaven to hang on, church. I had to learn a lot of things and I had to learn some things hard and I wish I'd have learned it a long time ago but I carried around a lot of weight and a lot of sins that dragged me down because if I just had sense enough I'd have got rid of it a long time ago. See, either God sets a man or a woman free or he doesn't and I choose to believe that he does. I choose to believe that God forgives me of my sins. I choose to believe that God loves me enough that I mess up. He could put me back on the right road. See, God did for us what nobody else can do. God did for you what nobody else can do. God still, you ever heard that song? He's still working on me. Took him just a week to make the moon and the stars, the sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars. Just only took him a week to do that, but man, he's having a lot of trouble with us. <laughs> huh? But he's still working on us, ain't he? He's still loving us. He's still holding us. He's still got us in the palms of his hands. See, God saw what no one else could see in us. He's seen my worthness. You are somebody tonight in the Lord. You are somebody in God's eyes. You may not be very much to the neighbor next to you. The person down the road that might hurt some things about you, they may not think very good of you, but there's a God that thinks a whole lot about you. There's a God sees what nobody else can see. See, there's a God that sees us, who we are, and not only who we are, but who we can become. See, God still changes men and women's lives. See, I don't know how God does the things that he does. You know, I think sometimes that I told God before, I said, why don't people get changed just like I did? I don't understand all those things. And it's not for me to understand it, but I do know this, that we carry around things and we hold on to things and we say and do things that sometimes we just need to let the baggage go. Because you know why? We're living in a world that Jesus says, listen, I'm coming back. And I want you to be about the Father's business. And I want you to be about the harvest. I, be, I want you to be about souls being saved. I want, to, I want you to be about your family members being saved. I want you to be about your coworkers being saved. I want you to be about those around you that needs Jesus. 
We are the light of the world. Jesus is the supreme light. We are the stitching cords that's plugged up to that light tonight. We are a light that stands up on a hill tonight, church. The Bible said that we're written epistles read of all men. Most of us should have fell by the wayside, but somehow we, we've, we've been overcomers. We got out of the obstacles ways. The enemy come tried to kill, steal, and destroy, but Jesus said, I come to give you life. Do not let fear keep you from God. I can't do it, God. Lord, you, I've been too bad. You're, you're, it, it, there's no use, God. I ain't nobody. I, I just can't get it together, God. That's your problem. You can't, but he can. I told a guy one time, I said, listen, when I, when I get myself straightened out, then I'll serve the Lord. And you know what he did? He looked at me right in the eyes and he said, you'll never get yourself straightened out. But I never forgot that. He said, you'll never straighten yourself out. Only God can. Jeremiah 1 and 4 says, then the word of the Lord came unto me saying, Jeremiah 1 and 5 says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Even before you was born, Jeremiah 1 and 6 says, then he said, ah, Lord, God, behold, I cannot speak for I am just a youth. Jeremiah 1 and 7 says, but the Lord said to me, do not say I am a youth. Jeremiah 1 and 8 says, do not be afraid of their faces for I am with you. He's a big God tonight, church. Some of us are scared to do things for God or something for God. We're scared because we're afraid of failure. Some of us are afraid of failure. 2 Timothy 1 and 7 said, For God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. See, that's what God's given us tonight for this last day race that we're in. How many believe there's going to be a harvest coming? I really believe there's going to be a worldwide harvest I don't believe it's going to be just in one area all the place and all the time. I believe it's going to be a universal thing. I believe there's going to be a one world harvest that God's going to usher in these last days before he comes. And you know what he wants? He wants to get the church to the place that they'll be a part of the ushering none of that one world harvest. Jesus said, he or she that winneth souls is wise. Second Timothy 1 and 8 said, therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lay your fear aside and step into the arena of a spiritual warfare. Isaiah 54 and 17 says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Psalms 27 and 1 said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Do not let sin or guilt keep you from moving on and moving on for God. See, I believe sometimes we get stuck in the rut. We feel like, God, I'm not worthy enough to be used by you. God, I'm not good enough. I'm never making it. I'm never going to let myself be good enough. I just can't, God. And Jesus said, listen, lay aside those things that weigh you down. Lay aside the sins that drag you down and trust me. Let the fear of the Lord, listen, what God created in you in your mother's womb, did you know that he made you and formed you? And if he created you, he can let you do the work of the Lord and the work of the ministry in this last day. 
It's not just four or five people in the church or 10 or 20 in the church. It's the body of Christ fitly joined together that needs to reach out to the lost and to get a hold of the horns of the altar and, and just begin to pray and believe that God's going to move mountains that need to be moved. Listen, there's power in prayer. There's power in old time people getting together and holding hands and praying, hitting the horns of the altar and believing God to do a miracle in the church, in the lives of a sinner, in the sickness, in the healings of people's lives. God still wants to touch people today. See, I believe that the, the, the power lies within us. See, God could do anything that he wants, but he chose to flow through you and I tonight. He could come and he, could, he don't need us, but he chose us. He chose us. Could you imagine you got so much power of God that just your shadow and walking by will heal somebody? God's looking for that tonight. Could you imagine tonight that there's a lame person that comes into our church and somebody would just go walk and say, silver and gold have I not, but such as I have give I unto thee in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. It's not far-fetched. We're Pentecost. We believe in healings. We believe in miracles. We believe in the anointing of God. The world's trying to put a damper on it, but I'm telling you, God still says there's power in his name. God said the church still has authority in his name. He said you can lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. If you drink any deadly thing, it won't harm you. If a serpent bites you, he can heal you. Let me tell you, there's power in Jesus' name tonight, church. You've got the power. You remember that old song that we used to sing? We've got the power in the name of Jesus. We've got the power in the name of the Lord. Though Satan, remember that song? Remember that? Though Satan rages. Come on, church, we sung it because we believed in the power of God. We sung it because we knew there's power in his name. We didn't just lip sing, but we believed that God could do it. When Satan would raise up a standard against us, God would just push him back. When Satan would try to stop, there'd be enough prayer by the old ladies in the church. They'd run every devil in hell and out of hell home. There's power tonight, see? Through the eyes of mercy, God sees things that we don't see. He said, I spoke my word and I healed them. He said, if there's any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church. Anoint him with all, pray in the prayer of faith. If he's done any sin, confess it. He said, I'll heal him. It's God's word, not my word. God said, if you'll just do what I tell you to do, church. Huh? Listen. America's dying tonight. The only hope in America tonight right now is the church. Huh? Us. We've got the goods. We could pray back the darkness tonight. 
I'm not just talking gibberish. I'm really talking about we could pull back darkness. We could stop things. We could move mountains. He lives in us. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I think sometimes we just get lackadaisical and we forget who we really serve. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. The Lord is the light in my salvation. Don't let sin or guilt stop us. Oh God, I'm not good enough. Listen, I've been in this thing too long to know that God still uses us. I've been here today. I've seen the good and the bad and the ugly. And I'm telling you tonight, church is still, God is still with his people tonight. Do not let sin bother you. Not, not Hold on, let it bother you. But don't let it get so wrapped up that you think that God can never use you. Confess it. Get it under the blood and trust God to move the mountain. God called Jesus the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. When the world sees failure, God sees potential. It says in John 8 and 36, Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. There is the Bible. This is what I want you to get to. Romans 8 and 1 and 2. There is therefore now no more condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, that, not, that walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. See, I think sometimes we feel like we're inadequate. We feel like we got too much baggage and that God just ain't going to hear me when I tell somebody about Jesus or when I go in the streets and lay hands upon somebody. God, I, I can't do that. I don't have that. God says, try me and see. Let me show you what I can do. Do not let sin past our present keep you from reaching out today and get in hold of God. Do not let the lies of the devil keep you from God. John 8 and 44, you are the father of the devil. And the, I mean, excuse me, you are the father. <clears throat> you are of the father, the devil. The devil desire is to steal your joy, your peace, your anointing. I'm here to tell you today, you would shout too if you would quit listening to the devil. I told people all the time, don't let the devil rob your joy. Don't let nobody steal your victory. Don't let nobody get you down and keep you down. Uh, don't let no devil in hell or out of hell discourage you and you stay in the ground in the mully grubs. Uh, don't let the devil tell you you're nobody. I'm somebody in Christ. Uh, everybody may not like me, but Jesus loves me. Uh, I can do anything that God tells me I can do. Uh, I'm the head, not the tail. I'm above and I'm not beneath. Uh, all things work together for good to them that love the Lord according to that them that are according to his purpose. Uh, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God directs me. He leads me. He guides me. Uh, I don't have time to be down. Uh, I ain't got time to let the devil get on my shoulder and tell me that God don't love me uh, and I'm not going to be worth a hill of beans. Uh, I come to tell the devil tonight he's a liar. He's the father of all lies. Uh, and if you'll speak at church uh, and believe God, God could do miracles. In this place, 
See, I believe he's a miracle worker. The devil desires to steal your joy. The thief coming not but to steal and to kill and destroy. But Jesus said it. I come to give you life and that more abundantly tonight. You know what the world needs? Joy unspeakable and full of glory. I'm telling you, the world is full of hate, full of sadness, full of complaints, full of the mully grubs. But Jesus said, I didn't come to give you that. I came to give you joy unspeakable and full of glory. I come to make your mourning into laughter. I come to make that frown to be a happy face. See, that's what Jesus did for us. Listen, if anybody in the world ought to be the happiest people, it ought to be the church. Hmm? The church, Jesus gave us life. He gave us life. I'm a new creature. I'm a new creation. I got a brand new life. Mm, That's another good old song. God made you a new creation. You got a new life. Oh, brother, that's been 50 years ago since I was that new creation. It doesn't matter. You're still new. You're still that creation that God created. You just got to get the cuckaburs out. Just got to get out the things that's slowing you down. The Bible said, wish not. Jesus said, I must be about my father's business. Where's our business at tonight? Where are we more in tune to? Somebody hit me today and said, I told, I told, I, I told Connie tonight, I said, man, did you look on the back of that stinking phone that we got? I got an iPhone. How many's got an iPhone? Okay, one of you. <laughs> I said, look at that. She said, what? And she went and got her eyes checked, and they did some, they blinded her, basically. <laughs> and she couldn't hardly see. I, she said, is that an apple? I said, yeah. I said, what's, what's the wrong with the apple? She said, look like there's a bite out of it. I said, that stinking Eve did it again. <laughs> Sometimes... This is our God. Sometimes we chew on this, and God says, why ain't you chewing on my word? Huh? I'm talking to myself. Ask Brother Randy. He keeps me in check with it. I'm talking to myself, but sometimes we're missing out opportunities that we could be reaching the world that's lost and dying. I do know this. The world's not happy tonight, church. My heart is broken for Israel. There's no peace in the streets. You get somebody mad, they're liable to shoot you. There's just a lot of chaos in our world and a lot of uncertainty. You know, even, even a lot of us is thinking there could be terrorist attacks happening in America. So it makes everybody uneasy and unsettled. I'm learning something, though. I just got to keep going, just like Jesus is coming back today. I can't worry about what if, who's next. 
but I can spread joy. I tell people every year, I believe this is the most wonderful time of the year, Christmas. Because if there's any kind of joy, it's around that time. It's around that time. People's giving, they're more loving, they're more tender, seem like they're more joyful. And Jesus said, this is what you ought to be like all the time. But because of murders in the street, killings in the street, innocent lives being destroyed, sometimes we find that we can't find it. In closing, through the eyes of mercy, we are overcomers. See, God sees what you and I can't see. God sees those that have potential and that he's created himself. Through the eyes of mercy, we are redeemed by the blood of Jesus. And through his eyes of mercy, we are even called by him. And even through the eyes of mercy, you are somebody beautiful in the eyes of God. You're somebody beautiful in the eyes of God. I've got a short video that I want you to watch before we pray. I think it, uh, this is Senator, I'm not Senator, but the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. Is that right? I'm saying it. Yeah, this is Mike Johnson, the Senator of the House. He's our newly elected Senator of the House. And uh, Kathy sent this to me earlier today, and, and uh, I was preaching tonight, so I wanted to play it. I think it's meaningful. I think he's a godly man. I think he snuck in. Nobody else knew that he was in there and even got past the devil. And somehow God allowed him to be in there for such a time. And so listen to this, then we'll pray. of the house ask a very deep profound question this video is very powerful watch this my question is is god going to allow our nation to enter a time of judgment for our collective sins which his mercy and grace have held back for some time or is he going to give us one more chance to restore the foundation to return to him this is going to be a shaking that might help answer that question so what we need right now, what collectively as a nation, we need to turn to him. We need a revival, obviously, which is what everybody on this call commits to and prays for all the time, I know. But but more immediately and specifically on Wednesday evening as y'all are gathering, what we are going to need is a prayer for divine intervention of the hearts of and among the members of this body that can get beyond their animus, their anger, frustration, that we can unify as a group and that we can navigate our way through this, we will not be able to do it without the Lord's help, because it, so, the flesh is 
brain here. That we, this is going to have to bring people to their knees. And I, look, I, I believe God is about to do something. I'm an optimist. I'm, I'm, I've been reading Jeremiah 1 all morning. That God is, you know, He knows all this. He's brought us to this point, and I believe that there's a remnant of faithful people, and He'll guide us through. I don't think God is, is done with America yet. This could be a time of judgment for America. Well, I mean, I, I don't. I'd be proud to say I preach to the choir on this, this Zoom call, or maybe the honor choir. You all know the, the terrible state that we're in. Um, the faith in our institutions is as low as it's ever been in the history of our nation. Um, the, 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 the culture is so dark and, and depraved that it almost seems irredeemable at this point. We, you know, we're, we're, the church attendance in America dropped below 50% for the first time in our history since they began to measure the, uh, the data. 60 years ago, and the, the number of people who do not believe in absolute truth is now above the majority for the first time. So, one in three teen girls uh, contemplated suicide last year. One in four high school students identifies as something other than straight. Um, we're losing the country, but at the same time, th this is not unprecedented. There's nothing new under the sun, and there have been great civilizations and societies in the past that God has worked through and saved and redeemed when all hope was lost. And there's even been dead books in American history where things were so terrible that we thought that might be the end. But God, right? And so we're we're the only nation in the history of the world, as G.K. Chesters has said, that was founded upon a creed. And our creed is listed with theological lucidity in the Declaration of Independence as the second paragraph. We only streets to be self-evident. The idea was that we knew that our rights came from God and thus our allegiance and accountability was to come. And we walked away from that. So the question is. You know, Second Chronicles seven fourteen. I mean, if, if my people humble themselves and pray and turn from their sin, then I will heal their land. Right? But, but are we going to do that? Are we going to be brought to the point where we're humble enough to do that collectively as people? And then, how large is the remnant that He needs? Do is it is it is it ten righteous men in Sodom, as you were texting the other day? I mean, is there a remnant that, that God would say, "Okay, I'm redeeming the land"? I believe that that is. I believe that that will happen. I believe that God is going to navigate us through this, and the good will come of it. I don't, to me, I don't see the path in this moment. I just know God does, and that's why tonight I'll go to bed, no matter what happens, and rest my head. If I get three hours of sleep, it may be less. But when I do sleep, I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember the refrain from John Quincy Adams: "Duty is ours, results are God's." I say it to myself daily. I'll do my duty, and I'm gonna trust the rest to Him, and I'm at peace with that. Amen. It's our duty, right? It's our duty that makes the God chose to flow through us and God chose to use us in this day and age that we live in. So if you would, would you stand with me tonight and thank you for your tenderness and your, your sweet spirit of listening. And our, our world's in trouble tonight, church. Not only is our world in trouble, but there's souls that's out there that needs Jesus. And I want to be a part of the lost last day harvest uh, that God would bring them in. But I, I pondered on, on our prayer tonight and what I'd like for us to do. I love what he said. He said, I'd love for the, the church to come together on Wednesday. Well, it's Wednesday. And I'd like for them to pray. Listen. I not got very many years left, folks, just to be honest with you. I might live 10 years, might live 20. I might be getting as old as Chuck one day. I don't know. But I do know this. 
I'm not worried how I go out, but I do worry about my grandchildren. I do worry about what I'm leaving behind for my little babies. And if there's going to be a change, it's going to have to come from me. For that generation to survive, God needs us to forward ahead and pave the road ahead. And uh, not only that, but my kids, I, my, my kids ain't that old either. 40's not that old anymore. You get 65, then you'll say 40's young. So we're living in a time where you and I can make a difference in our world. I believe that God has called us for such a time as this. I believe that when Brother Miller felt led and Brother Randy felt led to start Wednesday night services, God seen where we was going to be at today. And God seen that the church needed to pray and seek his face. And I love it what he said about Second Chronicles 7:14, "If my people will, if we will, he will." He said, "If you will, I will. I'll forgive your sins. I'll heal your lands. If you'll come and you'll humble yourselves, you'll seek my face, you turn. So I just want to have a time of prayer tonight. Listen. It's got to start somewhere. I want it to start here. I'm not saying we're going to just make everything great in one prayer meeting. It could. It's up to God. But this could be a start of us, the palace, making a change in the community and then reaching out to Dexter, Sykeston, and to the uttermost parts of the earth, if possible. God can do it, but he's going to use us here first to make a difference. Would you come? Those that would. Come and pray. Just come and find you an altar and allow the Holy Spirit to lead you in your prayer. And if you don't want to come and pray, kneel down at your seat and pray there as well. It's not just about us. It's about the generations that's coming up before us. Who are we leaving behind? Can they carry the banner? Those that we're leaving in charge are we leaving them with the goods tonight? Those that we are going to pass the baton to, have they got the goods enough to carry it across the line? Or is it us to keep paving the way because the world's in bad shape and they need one more touch from God to come? Father, breathe upon us tonight, Holy Ghost. God, I pray that you breathe upon this body. I pray, God, as we come, we come to seek the face of God. God, we pray for this nation. We pray, pray for America tonight, God, above all. We pray that you will touch this nation one more time, God. God, we have been a blessed nation. We've been a blessed nation under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. God, we have been blessed throughout the years and decades and histories and decades upon decades. You have been in the forefront of America leading it, God. Our forefathers, God, they founded it upon your word, God. And Lord, they founded it upon your word. And Lord, they trusted in you to build this great land that we're living in today. And sure enough, 
God, you come through and you built this land, God. You allowed men to pave the way, being led by you, God. In 1960-something, Madame O'Hara come in and begin to try to tear down, amen, what you was building up and begin. One small fox got into the courtroom and took our prayers out of school, God. And different things from that moment on begin to transfer in the United States. And now we're at a point, God, where Christians are under attack, where they don't represent us as something anybody more, God, that they look at us as a nobody. They want to do away with us. But God, I pray one more time, God, that you'll bring back America up on its knees. Lord, that we'll call out upon you, God, those that's in the Senate, those that's in the White House, those that God is trying to destroy this great land that we're living in. God, I pray for the Holy Ghost to do a great work in their lives. God, you can change, you can move mountains, you can make ways, God. We know the power and the demonstration of the anointing of God and, and what the anointing can do and what God can do. And, and Lord, what you can do through your people, Lord. I pray, God, that you'll begin to move mountains tonight, God. I rebuke and bind those that's trying to make us go into a, a secular world, a one world government, God. I bind those that's trying to take everything away from the Christians and from the church. I bind those, God, that's trying to destroy and to get the, us to accept the lifestyles that's going on in America and that it's just part of life and that we should accept everything that they throw on our face. God, I pray and I bind every spirit, God, of this age, that Jezebel spirit that's running rampant all over the cross America night through the Senate, through the White House, through the churches. I bind every Jezebel spirit that's out there that would try to manipulate, that would try to manipulate the things of God and the things that God is doing. Lord, we rebuke every spirit of this age. God, I rebuke the one that has power over this earth, that rules God and reigns. God, that does things that he shouldn't do. I bind the one God that fell from heaven, Lucifer. God, I bind that slew foot across our land. God, you said all power and all authority is given unto us, the church. You said where two of us agree on earth as touching any one thing, it shall be done. God, we bind the spirit of this age that would try to come in and rob the church of the blessings of the Lord. God, let the church arise. Lord, let the church arise. Let the power of the anointing of God come back to our pulpits, come back to our pews, come back to our seats. Lord, let that anointing breathe upon us freshly. God, if my people which are called by my name, you said it, Lord, let us humble ourselves. Let us seek your face. Let us turn from the ways that's displeasing to the Lord and allow the Spirit of God to usher in tonight, God. We believe in the power of God. We believe in your spirit, God. We believe, God, that a thousand can fall by our side, 10,000 on our right hand. Lord, we believe it shall not come nigh to us. I believe, God, that we can break through the bears tonight through the walls, God, that the enemy puts up and tries to stop the move of God.
Lord, that the evil forces that's out there that's got walls and forts built up that the church seemingly can't go through. Oh, God, we can run through a troop. We can leap over walls with you, God. But the enemy set up fortified walls, set up strongholds, set up places, God, that we stop praying and binding and rebuking, built fortified walls. But God, bring us back to that place where we start as a church busting down walls busting down those things that hinder the work of God. Lord, I pray for a move of the Spirit to come upon the church. I pray for the anointing to rest upon the body of Christ. I pray that we'll get serious, that we'll get busy about the Father's business, God. Our sons and our daughters, our grandmas and our grandpas, our aunts and our uncles, our children's children's children is at stake today, God. Lord, don't let this generation go without there being a move of God like never before. Let us be that generation that brings back the glory into the house of the Lord like never before. Let the anointing rest upon the body of Christ like it's never rested, God. Let us begin to see the signs and the wonders of the Holy Spirit, God. Lord God, that you get glorified, not that man does, but that you get glorified in it all. God, that it's not about us, but it's about you. Lord, let your spirit rage. Let your spirit come alive. Let it move in the midst of this body, God. Let it start here at the palace. God, let it start here in this place. Let the anointing rest upon us, God. Let the anointing rest in this church, in this house. God, let people that come in from off the streets that's bound, God, that's held captive by the chains of sin, God, let people walk in off the streets and get delivered by the mighty power of God. God, let families come back home to the Father's house. Lord, that when we come to church on Sundays and Wednesdays, let members come in, new people come in. Let the drawing of the Holy Spirit begin to draw people back to the house of God. God, those that's watching by uh, internet and by YouTube, God, that just watching never darkens the door. God, stir their spirits and get them back in the house of God. God, let us get hungry for a move of God. Let us get hungry, God, for a move. Lord, God, do what you must do, but get your church back into place. That would be pleasing to you, God. God, let us begin to break bread like never before in the Father's house, God. God, we pray, we seek you, but God, let there be a genuine flow of the Holy Ghost that we ain't got to question whether you was here or whether you wasn't, God, but that we'll know as surely that the Father was in the house, God. God, let people come by the groves and by the hundreds to the house of God. God, let people let down their, 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 their guard and begin to come and to seek the face of God. God, let our sons and daughters come home. Let our wayward children that's out there, God, let them come home, God. God, let those that's out and about that's living their life, eating and drinking and giving marriage and all that good stuff like the Bible said that that's going to happen in the days of Noah that shall happen also in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Lord, let they wake up, God. Let them see 
that time is running out, God. Lord, don't let nobody go to hell on our watch tonight, God. But Lord, help us to be everything that you intended us to be, God. Let the church arise. Let it become everything that you want it to become. Lord, let us do the work while it's day for the night comes when there won't be no more work, God. Don't let us slack in the labor of the Lord, God. But let us, let us, let us burn the midnight oil, God. Let us burn the midnight oil, God. Let us wake up. Let us wake up two or three in the morning with an urgency that we need to pray. May not know what we need to pray about, but let us get back to those places. We'd wake our, get woke up and we'd just automatically go pray. Lord, let there be a burning in our spirit. God, for a move of God, let there be a hunger back in the church like never before, God. I know that you're here. I know that you love us. I know that your spirit still flows. But let there be such a Shekinah glory that will flow through the house of God. Lord, let there be such a glory that men and women will be pricked in their spirit. That conviction would run rampant in the church. Lord, that we would know that when we sin to come, run at the foot of the altar, God. Pray and believe God to deliver and set free. Lord, let there be a move of old time. God, pray in meeting God. Lord, the men be hungry for such a move of the spirit, God. Let it rise up in the church, God. Lord, let there be a supernatural desire in the men and women for a move of God. Lord, let there be a move, God. Let there be a hunger, God. Let there be a passion and a drive. I can't eat. I can't sleep unless, God, you move. I can't do anything, God, until you move in the way that you want to move. Lord, you said that when Zion travails, sons and daughters will be born, God. Let us travail in the spirit, God. Let us groan in the spirit. Let there be a movement of the Holy Ghost in our lives like never before. Let us forget about ourselves and what we get wrapped up in and let us get busy about the Father's business tonight, God. God, let the Holy Spirit move upon this congregation. Let your spirit, God, let this be a beginning of a hunger that runs in our lives. Let this begin to be a hunger in our spirit that we want you to move and your will to be done. God, that we want to see the authenticity of the Lord. God, bind us together with cords that cannot be broken. Let us be a church that is such unity that, Lord, we agree, we believe, we trust you to move mountains together, God. God, let us be a people that is stirred, that's on fire, that believes in the hand of God. Oh, Jesus, let us be a people. Let us be a people that you're pleased with, God. Samuel said, one more time, Lord. One more time, would you allow your anointing to fall? Oh, Jesus. God, I say in America one more time, God. One more time, God. One more time, Jesus. 
one more time. I have no doubt, God, whatsoever, the church is going to go out weak. We're going to go out strong. We're not going to be anemic when you come and take us away. I pray, God, that I'll be able to see the move of God, the hand of God move in my lifetime for this next generation that arises. God, that I'll be able to leave my sons and my daughters behind knowing that they can finish paving the way if it takes that. But God, let us be a people that's hungry. Let us be a people that's on fire. Stir us, Jesus. Stir us, Jesus. Stir us, Jesus. One more time, God. Let the breath of God breathe on us. Let your breath breathe upon the church one more time, God. Jesus, let it breathe. God, you said this church was going to do great and mighty things. Thousands are going to come, God. We're ready, Jesus. Use us tonight, God. Use this congregation. Father, I pray right now, Lord. I plead the blood over everybody in this place. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God of pulling down every stronghold, God. God, we pull down strongholds. I pray that when we leave this place, there will be people that will be changed like never before, God. God, let tonight begin to be a beginning of what we've been praying for, what we've been, been believing before, what we've been trusting for, God. Let tonight be a start of what you've got in store. What you got in store, God. Let it start here. You said everything's going to start first at the house of God. So let's just let it start here right now. Father, we believe and we're trusting in you. We're believing for great and mighty things, Lord. This is just the beginning of the move of the hand of God. Father, in that name that's above every name, we're believing you. We're believing you, Jesus. It's not by might nor by power, but it's by your spirit, God. By your spirit, we believe it, we receive it. We receive it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Do you love the Lord tonight? Give him a good hand clap of praise, would you? We love you. We'll see you Sunday morning. Bring somebody with you. Tell somebody about Jesus. Amen. God bless you.